I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. I program here called The Mariner's Call. All by the grace of God, many, many years ago, the Lord took me off of a boat and put me in a book. Amen. God's book, the Bible. And I'm glad there I found a savior. In fact, uh, he was looking for me long before I was looking for him. Oh, it's so good. So good to be a Christian. This particular time, I want to go to the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 14, for just a little while, as we did on our little five-minute program. It's heard on most of the stations that air this program here. We just talk about the Lord for a little bit. Just talk about the Lord. It's so good to be so good to be part of God's family. As far as the Lord is concerned, I'm glad I can say the Lord is my Lord. And John chapter 14, read a few verses here as we think about the Lord. What did he do? Let's carry it from almost Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. Let's see if we can get some things here down that are very elementary and some things that I'll be saying you can use also in your witness or uh, if you have an opportunity to teach the word of God, some things that are real simple about our Lord. In the book of Psalm, once again, Psalm chapter 14, I'm going to read verse 1 and 2. By the way, I, I sometimes fail to say uh, thank you for allowing me to have this time in your home or uh, wherever you're listening to our program from. I'm honored that you would listen to this program. Psalm chapter 14, verse 1, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. And now my text, what about the Lord? Let's see, we find him, find something about him here. Verse two, Psalm 14. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. It says the Lord looked down. All right, let's start with that. The Lord looked down, then God can see. If I made the image of God, no if in my mind, I am. I have eyes. So, uh, does God have eyes, you know? And, uh, oh, far different than my eyes, by the way. As far as the Lord is concerned, he not only uh, uh, can look, but he does look. What does Solomon say? I think in Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. Behold the evil and the good. Uh, the Lord looked down. All right, God, God, God is looking. He looked down from heaven. Where is God? We say, our Father which art in heaven, the abode of God, heaven. The Lord looked down from heaven. What's he looking at? The animal kingdom, the earth in general. No, no, no. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men. All right, God's looking at his creation, you know. 
Uh, have you ever just looked at your children? Let's see if I can make some application here. Isn't it good, uh, you know, to be able to see maybe your grandchildren? I just enjoy watching them uh, play. I enjoy seeing them come to my house. As far as my children are concerned, it's so good to see them involved in different things, whether it be yeah, maybe maybe your child likes some area of sports just to just to look and observe them. Maybe something in church. You see, they may be involved in teaching or the uh, the maybe the uh, music end of church. Just just look at your children. You know, and it's something to do that. It says here, the Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men for what? See if they're living right. What do you find? Oh my! Verse one, the fool. Uh, corrupt, abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Verse three, they're all gone aside. They're all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And of course, a repeat of this in the New Testament, in the book of Romans, Romans chapter three. What did, what did he find? What did he find? The children, we think about the children of men. Uh, the recreation uh, of God. Uh, what did he find? Corruptness. What did he find? Just a sinful, a sinful world. My friend, uh, can, can you imagine how God felt? The Lord looked down. So what did it provoke him to do? All right. In the book of John, John chapter 3, John chapter 3, all the way down to verse 13. All right. A sinful world, a world, uh, you know, uh, of, of sinners. You know, what are, what, what are we going to do? Uh, John chapter 3, verse 13, it says this, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. What about the Lord? The Lord looked down. What did it provoke? Man had to have some help. Is there any help for man? Can he help himself? Can he just somehow religiously affiliate himself and make himself better? My friend, can he uh, take and uh, through the flesh subdue it in such such a way where there is uh, there is hope for mankind in his sinful state? And the answer there is no. There's no hope. There's no help. Ephesians chapter two speaks of mankind being dead in trespasses and in sin, having no hope whatsoever. All right, outside the divine intervention of God. So you know what. It says here of our Savior in verse 13, it says, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, you know. Divine intervention, God with us, Emmanuel, you know. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the early life history of our Savior, he walked upon men. Did this help? Did mankind respond? Did mankind turn from his sin because the Savior walked on this planet? The answer is no. In fact, it did the opposite. It uh, made mankind worse. And as far as man himself is concerned, what did he do with the God that came to rescue him from sin? Crucified him. So it provoked, all right? Uh, what else happened? As God looked down and God then came down to be able to help, John chapter 10, verse 17, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. At verse 18, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay down. I have power to take it up again. This commandment have I received 
of the Father. So God looked down, saw the condition, came down. You know, the man respond, no. So what must happen? We think about this laid down. John chapter 10, what happened? Jesus became that sacrifice. As you find in the Old Testament for sin, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus became sin for us, laid down his life for us. Colossians chapter 1 speaks of redemption through the blood, even the forgiveness of sin, you know. The Lord looked down, came down, but he had to, to be able to help mankind. He had to lay down his life. I'm glad the Lord that looked down and the Lord that came down and the Lord that laid down his life. I'm glad he is my Lord. I'm glad I can say as David, the Lord is my shepherd. Is he yours? He laid down his life for you, my friend. If you are a Christian, you ought to rejoice and say, thanks be unto God. As far as the sacrifice is concerned, we could take it just a little bit further. All the way in the book of book of Hebrews, uh, there is something written there that uh, I guess as far as excitement is concerned, brings excitement not just to the flesh, but to the, the inner man. Hebrews chapter one, what about the Lord? Now he looked down, saw sinful man, provoke him to come down, divine intervention, laid down. He became the sacrifice for man's sins. As far as this sacrifice is concerned, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Hath of these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Right, now listen very closely. What about this one that looked down, came down, and laid down? Verse 3, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. He what? As far as this sacrifice is concerned, this, fry, this sacrifice accepted by the Father to the point whereby as far as the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, it has him by the right hand of the Father. And the Bible said he's seated, sat down, looked, down, came down, laid down. And fathers, we think about it as far as the heavenly father is concerned, a sacrifice acceptable so the son of man could take and sit down. Now, what does sitting down indicate? Now, most of the time, exceptions to the rule. Most of the time, people, as far as their work is concerned, their work's on their feet. Sometimes people's work is, is, is sitting down. But as far as work in general is concerned, we think about, we go about doing our things, all right? Uh, when the work is complete, my friend, we sit down. So we think about the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it good uh, that one of his last words, and it's that that I trust, one of his last words was this, it is finished. So how could he sit down? the work accepted by the Father. So you know what? I know that works. There was a time in my life as just an old commercial fisherman, an ignorant young man, uh, working hard, trained to work hard, uh, religious somewhat, but not understanding uh, his beliefs. 
I'm glad there was a time that I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I trusted that finished work. Uh, nothing I could do would provide forgiveness of sin. It has to be has to be through Jesus Christ. So what Jesus did was accepted by the Father to the point where I sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, work complete, work accepted, set down, complete work. I've trusted that. And you know what? That works. We think about all the religions of the world. I'm sorry to be all involved in that. Try you, but I'm, t- I'm telling you this. There's no peace that comes from God outside trusting the one that sat down. Work complete. Revelation chapter 22 I like, in fact, this is the, uh, as far as a verse of scripture is concerned, next to the last verse in the Bible. I'm glad that God was willing to look down and see the condition of mankind and was willing to come down and then lay down his life. And as far as this life that was laid down, uh, an eternal sacrifice provides forgiveness of sin. But the Lord says here in Revelation 22 and verse 20, it said, he which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. I like what was said there. Surely I come quickly. John's so excited about this. He said, Amen. So come, Lord Jesus. Come on, you know. Uh, even so, come, Lord Jesus. In the book of John, John chapter 14, he told the disciples, he said, I'm going away, but I'm coming back and receive you unto myself. So this one that looked down, came down, laid down, sat down, is going to one day come down. There's a little song that says, come on down, Lord Jesus. Could this be the day? Come on down, Lord Jesus. For this day, I pray. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. I pray. Even so, Lord Jesus, come soon. Now, let me ask you, do you know the Christ we find here in the Bible. Oh, the one that looked down, came down, laid down, sat down, and the one that is coming back. I'm glad as far as the Lord is concerned, I'm glad I can say the Lord is my Lord. Until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.